this idea of the People People podcast is a way to take our social excellence message and build on it and make it real and make it more than just something we present from the stage or write in a book or write blogs about, but have conversations about it and try and show it, try and demonstrate it. Welcome to the People People Podcast. We're on a mission to spread human connection. Hi there. Welcome to the People People Podcast. My name is Matt Matson. I'll be your host. I'm really glad you're here. The People People Podcast is a production of the Social Excellence Project. You can learn all about us at social-excellence.com or peoplepeoplepodcast.com. Both those URLs take you to the same place. But let's get started. My name is Matt Matson again. In this episode, you're going to hear it just in a few minutes. You're going to hear me interviewing my good friend, my longtime friend, and my business partner, Josh Arendi. Josh and I co-created the Social Excellence Project along with Jessica Gendron Williams. The three of us wrote the book together, and uh, we've been teaching this idea of social excellence along with some other people for a long time. And I'm really proud of what this message, social excellence, is. It's not just like people skills. It's not like, I don't know, like low-level conversation skills, like learning eye contact and body language. And it's not that. This is a lifestyle for us, right? It's a choice. Are we always socially excellent? No, no. But we have the choice to be, and that's what's powerful about it. You know, I should probably offer early in this episode a definition of social excellence. This is how we define what it means to be excellent socially. Hey, listen for a phrase or a word that really sticks out to you and that matters to you, and maybe, maybe that'll inspire you or drive you to be your best today and this week. Social excellence to us is a state of perpetual generosity, curiosity, positivity, and openness to limitless possibility. It's uh, about waking up in the morning with a desire to intentionally connect with others and having the ability to engage in deep, meaningful conversations, not the surface-level BS that most people spend most of their time. That was an aside, so let me get back to the definition. Social excellence is about acting in a responsible and respectable manner with high expectations of others, being authentic and living every day with integrity as the best version of you. It's about being confident and vulnerable, being fun and compassionate, being open, kind, and bold. It's about all that stuff, but it's also about choosing to to engage in the highest level of societal participation and contribution. That's social excellence to us. And uh, maybe I offer this definition early in this episode because there's a moment later on where Josh and I are talking and I really cannot remember it. My mind goes entirely blank on a recording and I can't even remember the definition. Uh, Neither can Josh. So we look like complete fools. Enjoy that moment. That might prove to you how real this conversation was between Josh and I. So I want to get to the conversation with Josh because what we're really talking about is what is this? podcast going to be? What's it going to be all about? Maybe nothing. I don't know, but I think it could be something because I think there are people like you out there who understand that human connection is everything. I know you're out there. I know you're trying hard. I know that you understand that to be successful, no, more than successful, to be fulfilled in your life requires the choice to engage. And not just to engage on the surface level, but to go levels deeper, to find somebody else's authentic heart and to connect it to yours. That's what social excellence is all about. And people who make that choice, people who make that choice, I think, live out their full human potential. Or at least I think that's a choice that we have to make to get close to it. 
You're one of us. You're a people people, right? I hope this episode connects with you and I hope the others do as well. I hope you become a loyal listener of the People People podcast. And at the end of this episode, it'll make more sense when I say this. I hope this week you try hard. Welcome to the People People podcast. It's Matt Matson, uh, the host of the show, and I'm sitting here with Josh Arendi, my business partner and friend and the guy who helped co-create the idea of social excellence with Jessica Gendron Williams. And Josh, thanks for hanging out with me. I'm excited to see what happens. So let's just talk. Here's the plan for this particular episode. This might be the first episode. It may be an episode that never gets aired. I'm not entirely sure. Right. Let's just talk about let's talk about the idea of this podcast. Uh, a bit of a passion project of mine, but I know we've had a couple conversations about it, and I know thoughts roll around your head all the time about what things like this could turn into. You got any immediate thought? What's the worst thing that could happen because of this podcast? <laughs> uh, whoever is listening right now doesn't listen again and doesn't share it with anybody. That's the worst thing. That's not that bad of a no, thing. No, that's, that's not, not that, that bad. bad not that bad. What's worse about it is that your mother and my father are probably the two people that are going yeah. to listen first. And if they don't share it with anybody, that's going to be a heartbreaker. That's, you know what's nice, though, that we're able to connect with family. This <laughs> I think that's great. I think that's great. I mean, nothing bad can happen. Like, if we just tried this, we put out a few episodes of this sometime this fall. Like, just see what happens, right? Right. So here's, for, from my perspective, here's the idea. This idea of the People People podcast is a way to take our social excellence message and build on it and make it real and make it more than just something we present from the stage or write in a book or write blogs about, but have conversations about it and try and show it, try and demonstrate it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think about it more as um, it's less about taking what we already have and trying to give it a new medium or format. And it's more about standing on a cliff with a megaphone trying to call out to our tribe trying to figure out if there are other people who feel passionate about this stuff, if they agree or disagree, how they want to implement it in their life. Like, I think we're just looking for broader audiences that will tell us you guys are completely crazy or hopefully say I'm crazy too and they'll want to join a movement. Do you think there are people out there who, you know, this social excellence definition and the way that we've taught it, the four pillars and all that stuff, do you think there are people out there who who genuinely care about it? Like who who see themselves in it? Is it a, is it a good mirror of a lifestyle that people want to live? Does it meet any of their needs? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think some people are living it without realizing it. I think it's aspirational Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. I think it's the antithesis of who some people think they want to be or who they're supposed to be. What do you mean? It's not cool Mm -hmm. to always be social. Yeah. In fact, there's a whole anti-social social movement. Yeah. Right. And that seems a whole lot cooler to join. And so I think for people who want to, I don't know, do more, change the world, be assertive, engage in their community, you know, at some point it's like you're a glorified Boy Scout. And maybe if it's not cool, it's hard to share with other people what you're doing or encourage them to do it with you. Yeah, that that feeling of, I don't know, that, that feels really important to me. This idea that being socially excellent often makes you weird. Uh, makes you like outside of the norm, right? Which is the point, right? Uh, Because the norm is the problem. The norm is the averageness of everyday interactions and relationships and the the mediocrity and the vanilla-ness of so many people's lives. And to get out of that norm, to get out of that mud of regularness, 
maybe other people don't care about that. Maybe, I, I think a lot of people don't care. A lot of people like the averageness, right? A lot of people like the mediocrity. Yeah, I, I mean, there's, I think about the word comfort. Yeah. You know, most people aspire to be comfortable, and that's ne- that's always felt like a dark place. Like I don't, I'm not looking for comfort, and I think there's a lot of other people out there that are. There's nothing wrong for the moment of comfort, right? Like I get that, but that's not the end goal, mm. right? And once you find yourself there long enough, there's uh, like we say, like there's no growth in your comfort zone, mm-hmm. right? And there's no comfort in your growth zone. Mm-hmm. And for people who aspire to be their best selves, right? They, I think they have to know that comfort is the enemy. You know, like we have a close friend and a, a mentor of mine who said, you know, Josh, I've never, I can't remember a moment in my life that I became a better man except for the moments when I was most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see like all these great analogies of, uh, you can always tell a warrior from the crowd because uh, while everybody's running away from the fire, the warrior's running toward it, right? Like mm-hmm. this, this idea that some people are just either wired different or they aspire to be something greater. And it's not about being better than anybody else. In fact, far from it. It's about serving other people yeah. more. But you have to you have to be willing to understand that we're all a project, right? That's in the making. And if we just get complacent and comfortable, that's our. I mean, that's our downfall. Well, that's a big. That's the, that that idea that we're a project in the making. Do you believe that? You believe that? Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah. 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 I have no idea who I'm going to be in a year. Yeah. I can't. I really can't barely wrap my head around who I'm going to be in five or ten years. Like yeah. when I think about who I was five years ago or ten years ago, I barely recognize that guy. And it frightens me that I'm that I won't be all that I could have been. Oh man! Like every we're getting older. Like like every year that goes by, like in a very real way. I think especially with kids now, but like in any part of my life, like I, these years are such they're so compressed, right? And like the question is, am I going? I, this isn't about achievement, right? Like all the money that I could possibly make this year or all the things that we could buy. It's about like, am I growing? Like, am I taking a day off? And if I do, then I only have 364 days left this year, right? Yeah, that's right. So for me, this, this social excellence thing has become, I don't know if uh, I don't know if it's resonated with you differently over the years, but I mean, we wrote the book, what, like six years ago or something like that, I think. That's hard to believe. Yeah, I, I know. It's, it's not new though, I guess. And for me, when I look at a lot like sort of the definition and the four pillars and some of the standard stuff that we teach, to me, it starts calling at me differently. Then it called to me to, to shake as many hands as I could, to build a big network and to, you know what I mean? Like, like to, it was like, it was like dispersal, right? Like, like, like get out there and be as social as possible by quantity. And lately it's been calling at me in a different way and not to stop doing that, but there's this like depth of living that this message means to me lately. Mm-hmm. Those moments, like I, I'm just chasing moments of meaning and depth and and that's with people, right? Sometimes that's in groups, sometimes that's in just conversations. For me, that's what I want this podcast to be. Like the dream for me is, I don't think I can do it, but like the dream is like, couldn't we, wouldn't it be cool if we showcased those moments of meaning. I think that's just, that's where I am on my journey, I guess, of social excellence and understanding what it means to me. You know, does that resonate with you or is that? Yeah, it, do, it doesn't not resonate with me. I just, uh, I don't think I'm in the same place. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, two thoughts that come to mind for me are that I think I'm more aware than ever of the number of people around me who are hungry for meaning. Yeah. 
who are seeking purpose or purposeful work. I think they want to engage in their neighborhood or the community, but they don't know their neighbors yep. or they know their names or they can wave at them, but they don't engage them. They know the people in their workplace, but they never had a really good conversation with them. Yeah. You know, or the workplace they're in, they're there because it's a job and they needed a job. Mm-hmm. And it's not about doing purposeful work to change the world or it doesn't have that meaning for them personally. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a lot of people that are stuck in the system and just going through the motions. Yeah. And I think social excellence is, I don't mean, it's its not magic, but it certainly is perspective and it's its actionable. And, and it, I think it can take people out of the, the rut mm-hmm. and they can discover meaning and purpose that has been there all along, but maybe they couldn't see. And, and so I think I've been thinking about more, more in that way. And the second way I've been thinking about it is the way it started, which was more about teaching social skills ironically within social organizations, yeah. you know, primarily to college students who are yearning to make meaningful connection, but didn't have the social skills to be able to do it, right? Yeah. And allow asking them to, to embrace the idea of their social organizations to be able to engage more people. I mean, just how many people do we see every day that are hung, that need social skills, yeah. right? And this is what I was saying earlier, is like, I, I just, I feel like it's not in vogue or cool to practice social skills. Mm-hmm. It's just technology creates an easy barrier, and it's a lot cooler to come up with a new tech thing mm-hmm. that uh, further disengages you from from your world. Mm-hmm. Even if, ironically, it gives you more touch points to more people, like yep. your quantity point. I mean, I gosh, who knows how many thousands of people we have on our social media, you yep. know, accounts. But it's still like, how many people are on your favorites list of your phone? you know, that you can call in a moment of need, right? And and engage meaningfully, right? How many people in your life does, how many people does your life change or engage, right? Like big ways, little ways, right? It's It's just, I think it's too easy to get comfortable. Same thing, same thing. Yeah, it's too easy to get comfortable. And I think that comfort, you know, you've asked me uh, about this podcast, like what's the, you know, sort of what are we, what's the podcast against? Uh, just as a fun mental exercise question, but I got maybe that comfort is it, right? Like, right as soon as we get comfortable in our in the way that we connect with people, it, intimately and externally, right? Like, like for me, when I get comfortable in the way that I'm connecting with my kids and my wife and my parents and my sister, and like, it becomes like I fall back into these patterns that are not who I'm proud of. It just, yes. It's just lazy. Oh and it's God. So here, like practical example, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows the feeling of walking into a room and you don't know anyone there and it feels awful. So either sit by yourself or you turn around, pretend to be on your phone or go to the bathroom, yeah. right? But that moment was an opportunity to engage an entire room full of people. Yeah. Just ask somebody, you know, can I sit next to you or can I, yeah, do you, do you know anything about what we're here for? Yeah. Can I, you know, tell me why you're here. Like, just an opportunity, right? And then in my personal relationships, like I was thinking today about my relationship with my wife and how much like it's easy to get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And like literally some of the things that I do right now, I would be appalled by in the first week we were dating. Mm. Oh. I was so I tried so hard. Yeah. I worked so hard yeah. to show her my best self, right? I wanted to win her affection. Yeah. I wanted to demonstrate my who I was as a man, right? And now we've been together for gosh, nearly 20 years and yeah. you know, and you have 
We've got a couple of kids and a wonderful life. And all of a sudden, I've just become lazy and and comfortable. And there's an assumption that I don't have to work as hard as I did before. And it's just, God, I mean, how how quick that can erode the most meaningful relationships in our life, not just a room full of strangers, right? Yeah, that that idea of trying, uh, just trying, right? Like that for me, the when I think about social excellence, when I think about what I teach, when I'm on stage teaching social excellence or anywhere talking about it, it's always about a choice that we can make. Like that's it. Like that's yeah. all I'm really at, talking about. For me, it's it's not even about the social skills. Like choose to try those social skills, but. Mostly just choose to try. Like if those social skills aren't the way to get you to real connection, fine. Like find another way. But choose to try. And like that's what I that's sort of what I mean about like the message is starting to call at me in a different way because it's it's not about just connecting or human connection or it's about like the choice to try in life, right? Like like (laughs) we have this choice to try every day, like to wake up in the morning and try with our loved ones, with the stranger that we pass with the person in the elevator, right? Like we just have the choice to try or not. And there are many days, and and I feel like there are more days lately in my life where I've chosen not to try, especially with strangers or with people outside of my comfort zone. Is it okay to consciously choose not to try? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's okay to, but you got to understand that like that's the choice that you're making, right? Right. And that's the thing. I don't think most people are making the choice. I yeah. just think they're in the pattern. Yeah. Right. Maybe we chose a long time ago, right? You choose a couple of times and it just becomes the new normal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I choose not to engage with somebody on an airplane because some days I can't, yeah. right? Or in an elevator. or yeah. in a, It's not about being the world's perfect networker. No. Like what a misinterpretation that Or even be, right? friend. Like there are days when I, like I... I make the choice that I'm not going to try right now. Like I'm, I'm sorry, I just can't. Like I, <laughs> right, right. And I don't know if that's selfish or that's lazy or whatever, but it's it's my choice, right? And I'm not always proud of that. That's just part of what it is. And certainly with my kids, <laughs> like that's there are days that I'm just like, you know what? No, no. Like turn on the TV. I'm not going to try right now. Like I got an opportunity to probably teach some right, meaningful right, right. life wisdom, but right. nah. Like just go go watch the cartoons or whatever. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that that, that uh, try like it is such such a simple idea. Have like, you heard the term try hard? Yeah, that's what I was no kidding. I was thinking about that earlier. Like that's what people call us, right? right? So this is this is a derogatory term, yeah. primarily used in you know I, I imagine high school, yeah. maybe college age kids, right? Yeah. And it's like yeah, for the person who puts in effort, we're gonna make fun of you by calling you a try hard. <laughs> You're a try hard, yeah, right? Because and, it's so. Cool, I guess, to not try hard. What is that? I have no idea. Here, I'll give you another one of my favorite words, chill, right? Yeah. Chill is the most common word that I hear on a college campus. Yeah, yeah. And What's it, the grown-up version of chill? Is there some like, you know, 40 and 50-year-old version oh, of being chill? Oh, that's a good chill? question. Oh, I don't know. That's I don't know a, what it is either. I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe just like when people just say relax. Like I, I can Do you have imagine. a comment section on this podcast? No, I hope not. I oh my goodness. <laughs> well, if you do, that's what I want to hear. I want to know what people's 40-year-old version of chill is. Oh yeah, they, they can comment on our uh, on our Facebook page or on Twitter or yeah. on uh, on our Instagram. That's where yeah. they can find us. Yeah. Maybe I don't understand chill because I don't want to be it, right? Like I'm not saying I don't want to be relaxed or laid back because that's what I used to think it meant. Yeah. But now uh, the interpretation I have of it is that it's permission to not try. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, it's glorification of people who don't put in effort. Yeah. I guess the assumption there is that like what people want is to be successful effortlessly. But yes. like that's bullshit. Like that's yes. not, oh, not not suitable for TV. This is, became a non-family. But it is, man. Like that's not that, that's not a thing. Maybe it is for some people. Maybe some people are, are blessed. But I, I think you and I value hard work and like that grit idea a whole lot. And for me, social excellence is sort of the grittiness of human relationships, right? Like mm. making the choice to listen a little harder, even when it's uh, difficult. Like making the choice to be the guy. I, I love that dare that we have. Like be the person who is the first on the dance floor, right? Like. That for me is such a cool metaphor because the first on the dance floor always gets laughed at and people shake their head and roll yeah. their eyes and points yeah. at them. But that's where the party is and everybody follows the first person on the dance floor in so many places in our life, right? Like in the workplace, like who's the person who's first on the dance floor? Who's the yeah. person to break the ice in the weird meeting? Right. You know, who's the person to, well, to... And you know, they've got another word for that. Once you become the person who is on the dance floor first or the person who has the next idea in the office place or the person that asserts yeah. it. Yeah, they call this the leader, Yeah, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's leadership skills, yeah. right? It's social skills. Yeah. This is how you lead tribes. Like you have to, you have to try, you have to be assertive in some way, right? Is this Nobody, a podcast about trying? I, maybe it is. <laughs> I just- a, It's compelling. Like, you don't like, you don't drive the car from the back seat. Yeah. Yeah, and so many people are riding in the back seat, man. Like that is that, that is so real. But that's the real. goal. It's aspirational. Oh yeah, it's like they're looking for chauffeurs, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. what Hollywood crazy TMZ world, right? Yeah. Are we living in that? That's the ass. Like, no, like that. That's embarrassing to me. Yeah, I don't know. I know great people. Love great people in my life. I'm so yeah. fortunate. The ones I love most are the ones who are like gritty. Yeah, they're trying. They're grinding. Right, and they're doing it, but they're doing it with meaning. Mm -hmm. They're not doing it like uh, in a way that they've got good intentions. Is maybe mm -hmm. what I'm saying, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're just they're public servants, mm -hmm. and they believe in it, right? Or their kids, they want them to have a better life than they had, yeah. and they're fighting every day to make sure that happens. Like there's there's purpose and meaning and excitement around their life, right? Like that's what I feel like this podcast should be for, right? Like those people, I, even if it's not that many people, because I, I wouldn't say that's the majority of the people that I know, right? But I think it's uh, I think there are enough of those people who the people who raise their hand and say yeah I'll volunteer and I'll do that and the people who have the idea the people who you know show up with a, a marker and a whiteboard and and just like throw ideas out there and for the good of the people right mm -hmm. like I think that's what the, this idea of the people people podcast is it's are those we a, people are we a tribe of trimores or tryhards tryhards we're exactly a tribe of tryhards yeah we're all a bunch of tryhards oh my yeah. god yeah we're uncool is what we just said. That's interesting. Are socially excellent people, particularly socially excellent adults, did they go through life mostly uncool? Like were they pointed at and and maybe not they weren't the weirdest kid, but they were oh man, they were they were that's who I was. <laughs> that's who I was. No. You weren't the cool kid, right? No, I don't think I was. <laughs> I don't I didn't you know, known. Right? I have no recollection of that being true. Yeah. I was. I mean, I was kind of cool, but I wasn't that cool. I wasn't the least cool. I uh, know that. Yeah, I also wasn't the least cool. I wasn't the. I was like at the uh, the bottom end. Like, if there's the the cool kids are all up at the top, like this yeah. big top part, I was the bottom of the top, right? Because I was the tryhard. Like, I mm -hmm. was the goofy, like 
it just wasn't natural for me to be cool. I had to try real hard. I had to use a lot of hair gel in high school. You know what I mean? Oh. Like a lot of hair gel. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's I didn't find product until much later excellent. in life. Okay. Social excellence <laughs> tip number five. Hair gel. Is that a dare card? As it should be. should be. Yeah. When you, I know it's been a little bit since you've taught social excellence, maybe a few months, but first of all, let's talk about where we are and the noise in the background. Uh, we are, uh, Josh and I are sitting in a hotel room. We've arranged two chairs in this hotel room, interview style. Uh, we got a computer in between us and we are in Burlington, Vermont. And the people outside our hotel room are like little kids and they're real loud. Good news is neither of our little kids are making all that no, noise. So that's great. No, they sound like they're going to the swimming pool. Yeah, they probably are. Just delightful. Are. So every time you hear those little kids cheering in the background, just know that they're going to the swimming pool. They're going to have fun. Don't make fun of them. Don't be mad at them. Don't call them tryhards. <laughs> they just want to have a little fun. What do you like to teach in social excellence? When you, like, if you think about teaching this message, what's the stuff you get giddy about? You get, worked up about you stay up at night writing new curriculum around i feel like i've got so many little you know what i like are the aha moments Mm -hmm. right these these little moments where i think i can spend a half an hour to 45 minutes with a room and teach them nothing and all i do is provide a magnifying glass where we can do exercises to showcase who they choose to be on a daily basis let them self-assess and group assess and very quickly, everybody understands that none of them are putting in the effort that reflects who they want to be. And if you just give them permission, like permission is an important word. If you just give them permission and ask them to be the best sel- their best selves, mm-hmm. the room dynamic changes instantly. And all of a sudden, tryhards become cool. We should start every episode of this podcast with, you have permission to be a tryhard. And there's nobody else in your life giving you that permission. <laughs> The comments section is going to make fun of you. Yeah. People are going to roll their eyes, but you're the person who's going to make things happen. You're the person who's going to also live a, a life that is fulfilling. And at the end of the year, you looked back at that year and you said, like, I made the most of it, right? Yeah. You have permission I, to be a trainer. Here's what I think. I hope that doesn't come across as the self-help section of Barnes & Noble. Yeah. I'm okay with it does, yeah. but, you know, I've, I've there's great books there. Yeah. But that's not the goal. Like, this should be... I hope this is accessible for the common person who just wants a little more. Yeah. So, okay. So, so let's make, for the first time listener who's never read the book or seen a program, uh, let's boil it down for him. Okay. Uh, let's, what's your, teach me social excellence in 60 seconds. What do you got? Well, I, I think you should start with the definition. Well, I don't have it in front of me to read out loud. Do you remember it? Do you have it memorized? Well, I haven't done anything in six months. I've well, been on sabbatical. Yeah, well, come on. You really? Uh, so let's try it. Social excellence is a state of perpetual generosity, curiosity, positivity, and openness to limitless possibility. The ability to engage in deep, meaningful conversations and the permission to try hard. What's yeah. next? What's next in it? You're pretty close. Yeah. Do you remember anything I, else? No, I don't. I read it off the screen every time. All right. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> We've been teaching this for like 10 years, and I, I, I really do have to read it off the screen every time. I, know, I do too. I can get exactly I, and the truth is, I love the definition. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, me too. All right, keep talking about something else. Let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> <laughs> Tell a joke. <laughs> so, all right, so without the definition, teach yeah. me social excellence in 60 seconds. If you were trying to explain to somebody on the airplane and they say, hey, so what's this social excellence thing I see on your business card? 
What's the answer? I'm more of a question asker. So I said, well, what's important to you in your life? Well, how do you, uh, what's important? How do you want to leave an impact? What's your legacy? How do you know that your, t- your limited time here was well spent? Mm. And, uh, and usually it uncovers a, a little sliver of somebody's purpose, their meaning, what yeah. they want. And I'm, I'm a pretty firm believer that the things that all of us want cannot be achieved alone. It takes other people, engaging them, bringing them on your team, engaging their tribe, helping other people. Like we're just, we're all in the people business. Mm-hmm. You know? And once you understand what you want, what's important to you, what you want your legacy to be, just what you're trying to accomplish in life, right? Or maybe in this week, what are you trying to do? It becomes worth it, right? To engage others. And now the conversation becomes cool. Like, how do we engage more people? Who are the people that need to be engaged? For what purpose? Do they understand your purpose? Do you know their purpose? What would it look like for the two of you to collaborate in a meaningful way that creates community, not just task-oriented, mm-hmm. right? Community that now has shared purpose and can do greater good for the world. Mm-hmm. There's just this natural progression. I think the definition, although I love it, if people read it, it's just so heavy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of words. It's a yeah. little too much. And the words in it are so, they're just, a, they're an arsenal, mm-hmm. right? Every word in them, I mean, you, the word vulnerability, I mm-hmm. mean, just shakes people up, right? And there's a variety of meetings, right? And even just the simple things, right? And so if you just, if, if I find teaching it is better if I direct it to the person yeah. and just understand how it relates to their life. Yeah. yeah. And then they find out later they learned the definition and, yeah. you know, in an indirect way. I've always loved the uh, to walk people through that. Uh, I forget what we call them, but like handshakes lead to conversations, conversations lead to relationships, relationships lead to collaboration, collaboration leads to organizations, and organizations change the world. The simple idea that, like, all we're trying to do with that fancy little five step process is, if you like have big crazy dreams about making the world a better place, your world, your community, your neighborhood, or the world, whatever, like the only way to do that is through groups, organizing people to accomplish your cause. And the only way to get to groups is to start with the people around you or start with the people you know or start with fine people, but it starts with people, right? Like that's the way, the way to leave the legacy that you want in your life is through people. We matter most of the world through people. So that begs the question, what are the best ways to actually connect with people? Like to really connect with people, not to network with people, not to get more business cards or more Facebook friends. What's the best way to really bring people into your world, right? And for me, all those, all that big arsenal of words in the social excellence definition is about just details on our best guess on the best way to bring people yeah. into your world. Well, I, I don't know if you were asking that rhetorically, but the, literally the first thing that comes to mind is you have to care. Mm-hmm. You just have to care, mm-hmm. care enough to try, care enough to shake their hand, care enough to reach out to somebody who's too far away you can't shake their hand yeah. and just ask. Yeah. Right? And yeah. just care and try. In this moment, that feels like, man, those are, those are keys that unlock a lot of doors. <laughs> yeah, and those aren't cool. Those aren't and even oh my gosh, currently no. cool, right? No. Care and try, no. No, no, especially if you're wrapped up in a life of trying to be cool. Yeah. Care and try are the opposite, I think, of what cool is looks like. Yeah. It's supposed to be carefree, and yeah. I don't, I don't have to try. And yeah. Hey, I don't mean to hate on cool people, by the way. Like cool people are great. No, I'm even a little envious sometimes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. They seem like they got a good thing going on. Yeah, 
I here's, what I, here's what I would say about that, yeah. though. Cool is fluid. You're cool one moment, you're not cool the next yeah. moment, right? Yeah. But he, the, I think the people that are living a glamorized, cool lifestyle, and they appear to be doing it on purpose, yeah. that seems to be empty to me. Yeah. Many times it looks awesome on the outside, yeah. and it just feels like there's an emptiness on the inside. Yeah. People who live a rich social life, engage meaningful trying, it doesn't look that great on the outside all the time. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks dirty and muddy. But if you just look a little bit, not even a lot, just look a little bit past it, how full and rich their inner circle is. Mm-hmm. The relationships, the life, the work they do. I mean, it is the complete opposite. And also their sense of identity and mm. their sense of confidence in who they are, right? Yes. Maybe don't go down that road, but that's a that's another thing that I notice of these people that are truly what I would call, maybe they didn't learn socially, social excellence, but they look socially excellent to me. Yeah. When you look closely at them, like they just know who they are. And here's my theory. You learn who you are through like real connection, real interactions and relationships, right? Like I really think this, I, I think humans are social animals. The only way we can really learn who we are is by seeing how we're reflected in the way that we connect with others or not, right? And if we can't connect with others, we remain like blind Mm. to who we really are and especially who we really can be. Yes. I found the definition. (laughs) It's at social-excellence.com. I had to connect to the internet and we were talking and stuff. I'm not judging. I just think you should read it now that we've talked about it. I think I should also have been more prepared for this particular podcast episode. All right. So tell me the word that sticks out to you today. Uh, Today. When I read this this time, like find a word and riff on it. Tell me something about it. Ready? Social excellence is, like I was saying, a state of perpetual generosity, curiosity, positivity, and openness to limitless possibility. A desire to intentionally connect with others, the ability to engage in deep, meaningful conversation, acting in a responsible and respectful manner with high expectations of others, being authentic and living every day with integrity as the best version of oneself, being confident and vulnerable being fun and compassionate, being open, kind, and bold, the highest level of societal participation and contribution. Give me some. Okay, so here's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. I've read that definition and asked people to find their favorite word yeah. no less than hundreds of times, yeah. two rooms full of hundreds of people, right? I've never heard anybody say this word, and it's the one that stuck out right now, hmm. desire. Oh, I make the joke. <laughs> I do the joke where there's always one person who picks desire. That's a funny joke because hmm. I make them talk to each other and b- act out the word that they picked. That's a funny. It's a funny exercise. Oh, it's that funny. Sounds creepy. It's funny when I do it, not funny when I describe it. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But I've actually never heard anybody. I think it's crazy that you actually just picked it. I've yeah. never actually heard anybody say it. It's just something read, I. Will you read, find the line and read read it? A desire to intentionally connect with others, right? Is yeah. that is that the one? Yeah. yeah. I think we said desire before we started talking about try hard. Yeah. Yeah, a desire to intentionally connect with others. That's the whole sentence. That's not even a sentence. So shout out to that non-sentence in the definition. Yeah, so. yeah like I actually, that is that is the definition of being a tryhard, right? Mm-hmm. Waking up in the morning wanting to connect with others. Yes. How many people just listened to this and rolled their eyes and were just like, oh. So I, there's a metaphor that comes to mind for me that, I, that all right, so I, the, we teach in a lot of classrooms, right? There's a, and it's predictable where people sit. Mm-hmm. They sit with the people they know, right? Yeah. But Generally, the people that sit in the very front 
are, I think, a more stereotypical try hard. Mm-hmm. Like they want you to know that they're trying. <laughs> they want you to they want you to acknowledge that they sat in the front row. They yeah. want to put their hand up a little more often. And I'm not knocking those people. I just think that's a more aggressive, more assertive version of what we're talking about. Yeah. The people in the very back row either showed up late, didn't show, you know, probably didn't want to be there. They're not engaged. They're asleep. They're, I mean, arms crossed. You know this person in all of the presentations, yep. right? And so that person to me is not ready for the message, right? And they, I hope that they get a little peace or transform, but the reality is they're not in a day and place where they're ready. That's hard. That was really hard for me for a long time. Yep. I've come to a, the point where I'm like, okay, I, I'm okay with that. The people I think we are talking about and, and engaging are the people that are in the middle, maybe mm-hmm. middle front, but mm-hmm. middle, they show up to all the classes. You know, they just, they recognize there's value in being in the room. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked them to be there and they said yes, mm-hmm. right? Or they asked a couple other people to come with them. Yeah. You know, they might appear common, but they're extraordinary. Or they want to be. Yes. Right? They Like they they are just, they're at the top edge of common, hoping, trying to figure out how to become extraordinary. They get well, extraordinary dreams. Well, I'd say they're the ones that come up afterwards. When mm-hmm. I see people yeah. at the very end, yeah. right? Like occasionally it's the guy in the back of the room and he'll, what he'll say is, oh man, I'm so glad this didn't suck. Yeah. I really thought this was going to be awful. You're yeah. the best man. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm glad it didn't ruin your day. Yeah. Right. The kid in the front row that raises his hand and he's like a, a little puppy dog, right? He comes up because he's like, oh man, can I see the book or can I, t- you know, can I get an yeah. autograph or yeah. you're the best, right? And it's like, oh man, like kid, I want to, I want to help you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to help you, but like life's going to bring you down. You don't yeah. need me to, right? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's, it's the kid in the middle that just comes up with a, a new confidence, mm-hmm. right? Maybe even a, Maybe they're crying because of the relationship they just built or a, con- a deep conversation they had. They're smiling because they just told a great story they had forgotten before. They, there's, there's something that happened that was transformative in that, in that little session. Yeah. And it isn't anything we did or gave them. We just created the space and permission for it to happen. Yeah. And they walked in. They, they intentionally, on their own free will, walked into a space of trying in a way they hadn't in a long time. Yeah. And that's the magic, right? And I don't know if we can do that in a podcast. Yeah. I really don't. But I hope we can create a space for people who want that, who occasionally have that little flicker of life that represents who they want to be. And this is a place that they can find more of it and more people like them. Yep. You know, maybe that's the win. I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot about, uh, I was doing some reading this morning about like having a vision and like just the word vision, right? I was mm-hmm. reflecting on the word vision. And I, I really, I think about that kid, uh, that kid, that person in the middle of the audience, right? Like, and they, they're watching the whole time. They're paying attention the whole time. And I, I really, uh, I'm, I'm trying to sit in their seat for a moment and imagine they've got some big visions, some big dreams, some, and it, it may not be big to you or I or to the listener, but to them it's big and it yeah. matters. And, there's a whole lot of things in life that push that dream down deeper and like push it away and block it and keep yes. it from becoming real. And when we say, here's the message that I hope we say, like, you know, that dream can be real. You've got to keep the dream and shake some hands. <laughs> like, that's it, right? Like, keep the dream and shake some hands and maybe share that dream when the moment's right. But that's the way there. 
and this isn't complicated. This isn't a 12-step process. This isn't like a, there's no math involved. You've just got to shake some hands and connect, right? And we give you permission to do that. And, and here's a point I think is lost on a lot of people. Sometimes we have to reshake a hand. Some of those people in the middle of the audience that are most deeply moved, they just had the realization that they've known their parents or their sister or their uncle all their life, yeah. and they have no relationship yeah. that they consider to be yes. deep and meaningful and purposeful. Yes. Sometimes, and this is true for me personally yep. too, I have some very close family members that I've spent decades not engaging in a meaningful way. Yeah. And when you have that, that wake up moment to not just realize that it's true, but to realize you want to do something about it, that's that's moving. That's hard. It's very real, and it has nothing to do with meeting strangers. It has to do with meeting the people that are already in your life. Yeah, and choosing to try yeah. with and, them. In yeah. fact, sometimes it's easier to be oh, yeah. vulnerable and open with a stranger, especially yeah. if I'm never going to see them again. Yeah, I mean, there's no hardly any risk. Yeah, right. To open up to my my father, who's going to ridicule me later, right? Yeah. Or to my mother, who might be judgmental, or yeah. to my sister, right? Who's going to remind me of that thing for the next 20 years, yeah. or to my, right? Like, that's real. That's where I think we hold back more. I want to do another, well, uh, we need to do some sort of Thanksgiving episode about trying with your family when you've spent an entire lifetime. Like, oh, okay. Any laying, family gathering. Yeah, any family gathering. There's so, a script for family gatherings. Oh, there's absolutely a script. There's an outfit. There's a place you sit. There, like yep. oh, the family gatherings. It's a cartoon. So, oh. Everybody has a specific character yeah. they need to play, and you go through this. You go through the comic strip. There's another episode that I want to do, which is with your like adult friends. There is. I don't know about you, but I've got I've got a, a, a growing group of adult friends, like sort of my neighborhood friends, the people that I see in my regular life, and and, and, and this is probably true with coworkers too, right? Like. And we just settle into a safe pattern with mm. them and talk about, you know, I talk about like, I don't know, sports and like complain about things and, you know, talk about your kids that you uh, talk about the next, well, what vacation you're going on next. And like, that's it. <laughs> we stop there. And part of that's because we don't have any time, but most of it's because we were both probably afraid to try because we don't want to break that fragile comfort that, we build as adult friends. That's probably another episode that we should do. Oh, yeah. Anyway. I'm with all those. All right, let's do more episodes. This was fun. We've been talking for a while. I hope people listened. Well, my mom and your dad listened, so that's good. Yeah, I hope they share it with a few people and they aren't offended by what I just said. Yeah, right? it's okay. It's okay <laughs> if they share it. Yeah, it's okay if they share it with uh, on Facebook too. It's totally okay. Hey, everybody, you've been listening to the People People Podcast, Josh Arendi, and I'm Matt Matson. I'm sure I'll sign off. I'll have a little bumper here to sign off. But until then, you know, hang out, be social, try hard. Care. Yeah, try hard. That's how I should end every episode. I've been looking yeah. for an episode. I thought it would like be social, be excellent would That's, be the tag at the end. I was doing that, but it doesn't yeah. really feel great. Yeah. I kind of like the assertiveness of try hard. Try hard. It's actionable. Yeah. How about here's a plan today. Try hard. Thanks for listening to this episode of the People People Podcast. How fun. That conversation was a lot of fun. Every conversation I have with my good friend and my business partner, Josh, fills me with optimism and makes me think about potential and makes me think about everything that could be, not just in the work that we do together, but in the lives of the people that we're able to connect with. Man, I love this idea of social excellence. I love what it means. It's a, it's a choice, right? 
It's a momentary choice. It's a lifestyle built from momentary choices. And I know you're one of us. I know you're listening to this podcast because you are yearning to find other people who understand the power of human connection and are constantly seeking to improve their capacity and their ability to connect with other human beings. That's why I'm guessing you're listening and I'm so, so grateful that you're here. As always, you can learn more about us at social-excellence.com or peoplepeoplepodcast.com. Both of those URLs take you to the same website. You can read blogs and listen to other episodes of the podcast and watch videos and do all sorts of other cool stuff there. Hey, you can also find us on social media. Our handle on Instagram or Twitter is at social excellence, but there's no E at the beginning of excellence. So just at social excellence, you'll figure it out. Hey, I'm so glad you're with us. I can't wait for you to experience some of the other episodes we've got coming up. Have some really, really cool interviews that we did with some uh, some really amazing people that I was able to connect with. And I think you're going to find that this podcast explores all sorts of different ways that social excellence comes to life in, in, in a lot of people's worlds. So for now, be social, be excellent, but especially try hard. <laughs>